Greetings and welcome to the Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman, and it is time to bring the orange with our guest, Juan Orlandini, Chief Architect at Insight. Welcome to the program. Uh, thank you, Rob. Very much happy to be here. We're in a little bit of orange, a little bit of uh, fuchsia, which is our cor- corporate fuchsia colors. Fuchsia is the Insight corporate it color. Is corp- That's an interesting one. That's a little harder to find than orange, it right? It is. Yeah. Well, not for us. We not have for you. Lots of you it. guys <laughs> have your Insight, but it's probably like orange. It's probably on sale. Yes. Oh, right? yeah. We get Excellent. all of our best orange stuff. You, know, <laughs> you go to North Face at the end of the season. Oh, it's okay. I can find like $20 orange jackets and I'll have to look for fuchsia now too. Yeah, good luck. To kind of represent (laughs) you guys. Um, Hey, tell me about you. What do you do do at Insight? You know, as a chief architect, what are the things that you look after? Oh, that's great. Uh, Great question. So I'm uh, part of what we call our cloud and data center transformation team, which uh, we have four divisions within Insight. Uh, Supply chain optimization, which uh, helps our clients manage their spend. We have connected workforce, which is our end user computing division. Uh, Then uh, the division that I sit in, which is cloud and data center transformation, our charter is to help modernize infrastructure, whether it's in the cloud or on-premises and how to manage and and run that more effectively for uh, our clients. Uh, And then there's a uh, fourth division that's called digital innovation. Those are our developers. Oh, interesting. Okay. All of those are at scale, which is kind of interesting. Uh, We just uh, completed an acquisition of a company called PCM, PC Mall. Uh, so the numbers I'm giving you is pre-PCM. Okay. Uh, they're bringing about 4,000 teammates to the org as a whole. Uh, so I don't know which divisions they're all going to land in, so I don't know how to uh, break it out. But pre-PCM, supply chain was about 3,000 teammates. Connected workforce was about 1,000. A uh, CDCT uh, is about 1,200. And DI, the developer side, is about 1,000 or 1,100. These are significant up. resources to put we're, we're behind those. Those, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're You're very large-scale large. global operations right, and right. EMEA and APAC and all sorts of good stuff. Yeah, yeah and able yeah. to meet the needs of customers when you're yeah. focusing on all those uh, different things. How long have you been there? What's, what's your experience? So I came in through an acquisition of a company okay. called uh, Datalink. Uh, okay. That was about three years ago now. Uh, if you include that, 21 years. So uh, it's been a fun ride for sure. That is a good ride. Wow. Yeah. And you'd ask me what my job was. Yeah, my, yeah. My, yeah. my job was, uh, is, is to help uh, our technical architects and our sellers um, figure out what, what, is, uh, what is really relevant in the industry, what is uh, important in the data center, how do we help our clients um, uh, progress with our partners that we have now, help our partners progress towards the future that our clients are seeing. I manage uh, our uh, set of labs that we call them research and innovation hubs. There's uh, three of those, one in Chicago, one in Minneapolis, and one in Tempe, which is our corporate headquarters. We have lots and lots of fun stuff in oh, there. Yeah. All right. Including Flashblade. We have uh, NVIDIA DGX2. We have UCSC 480 ML. A lot of great toys, a right? A lot of toys. Yeah, a lot of, cool a lot of toys. toys and a lot of so cool I stuff. Have, I have a team that helps me do that. And I also have our principal architects uh, dotted line to me. So these are our field CTOs. Awesome. That's a good way to think of them. And they're really um, the way that I help the field uh, get the message from what I do at events like this yeah. and kind of stuff. Right? Would you say in a way you're, you're kind of the translation mechanism between those, those really kind of geeky technical things and and sort of the business level issues it's and exactly conversations, is. right? Isn't it's it? exactly That's what like, it is. It's, I mean, yeah. it's a challenging thing, right? I mean, because it's really easy to be deep and technical. Yeah. And it's also there's a skill set at talking you know, business level conversations, but where those intersect is, is really tough. You know, and that's actually how, uh, in many ways, we differentiate seniority in our technical ranks, uh, because there's a lot of value to the guys that are really deeply technical, and right. because we got to be able to do that, right? And so we have senior guys that are super smart at uh, SMEs or various technologies, uh, but our most uh, valuable resources are the ones that are technical, like you just yeah, mentioned, yeah. but are also able to have the uh, the 
uh, deep uh, business level conversation, right? Uh, not more valuable than the guys that are technical experts, but valued in, in the business context. Yeah, right? just in a different context. But I'm right. always I, I'm always envious or admirable of that skill set. Because it's, again, it's really easy to just dive deep into manuals and just become like, I'm the guru for this thing. Yeah, yeah. But then to be able to do that translation and, and have the personality and, and the capability to, to, to see the light and understand like, oh, customer, these are your challenges. Well, that's, you know, if you yeah. think about it, that's what clients are looking for from right. somebody like us. Right? Yeah, because for sure. they have smart people too. Lots of smart people inside of most of our clients' organization. Actually, all of them, all right? And our, the value they see from us is that not only are we smart technically, but we can put it into uh, context, right. a business value context, right? Uh, we look at all of the industry, we look at all the stuff, we have all the toys in our labs, so we offload all of that from them. And then when we come in and actually design something, we have a very informed and opinionated uh, decision. Uh, we present to them a, a answer. And then the answer usually is yes <laughs> from yeah, them, right? right? And yeah. if it isn't, then we have a conversation about that and we tweak and tune until we figure out how it really solves their problem. And then we go and implement all of that stuff. And uh, we also have offer services where if the client doesn't want to run portions of their infrastructure anymore, we can do that for them as well. You can. Okay. So right. those capabilities yeah, are... So we are... have some clients that are global in scale that don't want to be in the business of storage anymore. So we do that for them, right? That's great. Uh, they want to own the storage, but they just don't want to be in the business of storage or backup or telephony. We have services around all that stuff. So kind of a hosting arrangement, if you will. Not really but not, managed no, service. Or managed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's more, more of an MSP service. thing. MSP thing. Yeah, sure. All right. Sure. Um, we also have this thing we call One Call, which is our support organization. Uh, and uh, for the, the vast majority of our partnerships, uh, the client can call us directly uh, instead of calling the partner direct, uh, or the manufacturer of the product that they're having issues with. And the nice thing with our One Call organization is the very first person that answers the phone is a technical person. Nice. And they immediately start getting resolution. And our technical guys are cross-trained across various technologies. So you call in for a storage problem. It might be networking. It might right. be uh, virtualization that's at, or containers or something that's else that's broken. But you got to understand all of these interrelated technologies. And that's what we offer, right? And there are always the finger pointing, all that other stuff that ends up happening. But that probably, yeah, I love that because that probably reduces the frustration. I mean, that's oh, the one huge. thing you hate about customer service huge. is calling and having to go through multiple different lanes and channels. Exactly so right. if there's somebody on call one that can at least get you in the right direction, that's going to be a huge benefit. Yeah. And amazingly, we handle over 95% of the calls that come into us without ever escalating to the manufacturer. So really? our partners like you find huge wow, amounts of value. That's a huge benefit. That yeah. Because it offloads all that work from you guys and yeah. gives higher satisfaction to our clients. So it's, it's awesome. That's great value add. Yeah. And that's what we're always looking for with partnerships, yeah, right? right. Yeah. It's really great value add. Hey, what are what are some of the interesting areas that you're focusing on, you know, high growth, uh, hyper growth types of things, right? I mean, there's, there, you know, we heard in one of the keynotes this morning, right? There's, you know, some of the classic things are still relevant, but there's also these really hyper growth things like around analytics, uh, AI. Is that something that, that, that you're honing? You mentioned you have a flash blade, right? Yeah, 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 right? Sure That's do. probably something that you're, you, you guys have uh, some work done around analytics. But is that a space that you're, you're kind of investing some, some, some cycles around? For sure. We're, we're investing very heavily on that. Not only do we have the flash blade, but we actually have a DGX2 in-house. Oh, very cool. Which uh, right here on the show floor, right on the other booth over there. Yeah, yeah. NVIDIA is demoing and all, all the nerds are going, Ooh, uh, well, I got one. Uh, yeah, it's fancy, shiny stuff. I know, right? It's fancy, yeah. shiny. It's awesome. <laughs> and it's super fast. It's uh, super cool. The amazing thing about that thing is it's it's a supercomputer in a box. Yeah. Uh, just a few years ago, that would have been a data center's worth of equipment, and it's just 9U, and it's amazing. Uh, yeah. 
So we're doing a lot of work with our clients. We use that uh, to do demos, POCs, uh, evaluations of that uh, technology. But we marry it with FlashBlade so we can actually demonstrate the power of FlashBlade. And what's really neat about that is that that's also when we start showing other avenues of entry into FlashBlade. We're like, oh, you know, we're using that as a backup target as well. And people usually scratch their head and be like, really? Why? And I'm like, well, it's all about the rapid restore, right? Yeah. Uh, we also talk about all the other things that you can do with FlashBlade. And it's a great way of doing a, uh, an EBC demo kind of a thing. So very much invested in that, uh, both from a technology perspective in the labs and the capabilities in there. But we've also uh, taken all our team and uh, taken them through the NVIDIA training, taken them through a lot of the analytics uh, training. Uh, the developer division of ours, a uh, huge partner with a lot of the analytics organizations as well. So if we need to develop stuff, we have that capability as well. Do you kind of see the analytics stuff sort of going a little bit more mainstream? You know, it always seemed like it was kind of a science project before and now the, the the main enterprise is kind of bringing some of that into the fold well you know what it's it's this whole ai thing right right, right. Yeah, yeah not necessarily analytics so if, uh, this ai thing's very mysterious uh, and it's really weird and buzzwordy. you know yeah. buzzwordy <laughs> so we're spending quite a bit of time uh doing mutual things uh, and uh, with nvidia so pure nvidia and insight and we're traveling around the country and hosting events where we actually help our clients make that connection internally it's like hey what's the art of possible with this yeah stuff, yeah right? yeah what what is noise? What's uh, what's marketing? What can you really do? And we're doing those. Uh, uh, so the, we do a couple different ways. One is through these thing called DLIs, Deep Learning Institute trainings, okay. where we uh, invite clients to attend, and it's a Nvidia led course. It's a full day long thing, and by the end of it, they get certified by Nvidia that they can do like natural language processing, image recognition, whatever it is that they're doing. Uh, but we put that in the business context as well, as now that you have this skill, uh, right? Yeah. Let's talk about how that could actually help your company, right? And, and we do that. And we have another one that's a little bit more business-focused, where it's really focused around, hey, what's the art of possible? What's noise? How should you approach this? How do you build an analytics engine uh, inside of the organization, the engine being the team, the organization, all that other stuff, okay. right? All right, the business not, aspects not to the it. The business yeah. aspects yeah, yeah. of it, right? Uh, not the technology. And then, oh, by the way, here's the technology that will right. do it for you, right? right? Uh, so both, they're both gaining a lot of traction. Uh, clients really like it because it's, it's parting the oceans a little bit for them, yeah. right? And, yeah. and, and helping them go down that path. But so. I also like that it's factual, right? If you're just sharing something, right. it, it doesn't sound like a huge sales pitch, right? No, it's not just at like, all. It's like, look, here's the art of possible. Here's what we see. We're going right. to share this with you. What do you think? It's exactly right? the way we yeah. approach it, right? Yeah, it's a great because, way. Because yeah, everybody can read a spec sheet. Yeah. Right. And, and there's almost no value in that anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we really focus on, hey, let's let's take a look at this. Let's understand what your problems are. Educate you a little bit. And then if you find value in that, let's have the next conversation. Yeah. And you, usually we do. Right. And it, we find very surprising things come out of that. Uh, even for the client, it's surprising because they just might have not realized that there's uh, possibilities to do things and really interesting ways, right? Or in new ways or data sources that they might not have thought had value actually have value yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, so. I think they find out that everything has value. I mean, right. I, I yeah. you know, you hear about all these crazy projects where they're going back and getting data from 10 or 15 years ago or even longer and then pulling it back in and kind of modernizing it and then, you know, seeing what they can learn from it, right? right? Exactly. And, and if exactly. it's out there, you can pull it in. Yep. You can do things. Yep. So there's a, a few other things that we have to do in order to support that. So there's a whole a transformation to the DevOps side of the house because a lot of this analytics stuff is now highly containerized. Right. And the way you pull the uh, different components that go into building a pipeline, they all tend to be Kubernetes, uh, containerized uh, resources. 
So not only do you have to train the data engineers, the data scientists, uh, data architects, that, that set of folks on the tooling, but you also have to train a lot of them on, hey, how does this uh, DevOps world work, work yeah. uh, cloud native work? So we're doing quite a bit of that stuff outside of the analytics side as well, but we, we have to do that on, on this one in particular because all of that stuff is all recent new development and all the new stuff is happening in containers, right? And that's with your developers that you have no, that, no, no, that no, side of business? Or, or That's within our data center architects. Oh, within your data center architects you have yeah. it as well, not, yeah, so, and the development side is separate. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. think about it. There's, the, yeah. there's two different kinds of uh, users of containers. There's the developers themselves that are actually uh, writing the new cool stuff, right? The transform, digital transformation right, right. stuff, right? right? Uh, but then there's the people that have to manage that stuff, the, uh, the architects, the infrastructure people, right? And you might not think of infrastructure as being in the cloud, but it is. It's just Kubernetes is, is one uh, thing that we consider infrastructure, and people don't necessarily always think about it that way. But it's a developer and operations infrastructure as well as a developer tool. That's an inter interesting perspective on right. it, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so we're very much focused on having our data center people understand how to run Kubernetes as an infrastructure that's in support of the developer organization uh -huh. and then the developer organization is meeting us in the middle and understanding how to have a language with us so that we can build infrastructure that they need right okay and, and on our clients we have to do the same kind of a conversation right yeah uh, we have to take uh, traditional infrastructure uh, folks that might have never really run containers or understood really the cloud native uh, mentality and educate them on that and then have them be better partners to their internal developer organizations. Is there is that challenging? Is there resistance to that with with you know the, again the keynote speaker this morning was talking about, you know, a third of you are going to be open, you know, open in doing this, a third are going to say tell me why and a third are going to go, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Is, right. is it about right? That's so about what he right. was talking about was somewhat accurate. Yeah, you're you know. always going to have uh, people on a bell curve, right? Yep. There's always yep. a bell curve, right? Uh, some people are already ahead of the game and they're just, uh, they're going along on the ride with us, right? Others we have to go drag into the uh, ride with us and then some of them will never get on there and that's okay, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's always going to be a room for a guy that knows how to run X, Y, or Z, right? Uh, but if they're not going to adopt this stuff, they're either going to retire pretty soon or going to be looking for a job pretty that's right. soon. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Adapt or perish, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Something like that. Hey, we're here at, at Accelerate and we, uh, we did uh, Cloud Block Store. That's awesome. Right? Which yep. I wanted to get your, what, okay, that's what I was going to say. Yep. What's, what's your perspective on that? Does that open up uh, many more conversations and avenues and opportunities for you as, as a pure partner to go in and go, look, you know, we've got this data management solution, but now you have the flexibility connect to cloud and it's going to continue evolving. Absolutely. So the way we look at it is, is that it's no longer data centers that you need to worry about. It's centers of data. So it's a slightly different view. It's a right? good spin. All right. <laughs> right. I like it. All right. And, and uh, if you uh, kind of double click on that concept, it's really where is your data that really drives the rest of your decision making process. And if you can make that data much more portable, that uh, alleviates a lot of issues that we might have had adopting uh, technologies from one partner or another partner or, an, uh, or one service provider or another. Right. right? Yeah. And that data transportability uh, lends itself to lots of different use cases, right? Everything from simple disaster recovery, simple, and that's using air quotes, right? All the way through edge uh, use cases that are flowing data into the cloud, possibly, and then to the core after that, or something along those lines, right? Where you have to just make sure that the data is available and consumable, transportable, all, all that good stuff. And you guys having built that engine to make that easy, like you've all done everything else that you've done in your in your product lines, 
that's, that's just phenomenal. That yeah. really helps us in architecting much more flexible answers for our clients. That's awesome. And hopefully it's somewhere it sort of fits in with, you know, some of the developer and Kubernetes frameworks and Absolutely. things that you're already doing, right? Yep. I mean, that's all that's all supposed to kind of be married together and, and, and at least, you know, be unified in some fashion. Well, you guys did it smart. You want API first. Yeah. All right. Which is uh, key ingredient number one to any DevOps. We, we kind of always look to try right. to do that, right? I right. mean, if you don't do that, then, you know. Yep. Why, why go do it at all? Right? That's exactly right. So yeah. as long as I have an API, then um, the infrastructure people that are building cloud native stuff, they're happy. Yeah. Right? And uh, the consumers of this stuff, the developers, they have API. Cool. It's, uh, yeah. it's kind of funny. If you look at developers, uh, there's a developer, there's API, and then there's magic. Right. That's the way. <laughs> Poof. <laughs> Poof. You know, it just happens. Don't look right? behind the curtain. <laughs> and there's actually that's where a lot of the appeal in the cloud comes from, because a lot of that infrastructure stuff just gets handled by, yeah. for them. Right. Automagically. Automatically. Right? We go with automatically. Yeah, I like yeah, that one. That's, right. yeah. that's a good one. <laughs> so, and that's okay. And that's perfectly uh, valid. And that's actually why you can innovate a lot faster because you offload a lot of that uh, sausage making from your mental, oh, totally. uh, mental brain space. Totally. Right? Uh, so, uh, us as infrastructure people, that's really my job is to make that magic happen. Okay. Right? And whether it's in the cloud or it's on premises, I, 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 the developers shouldn't care and won't care, right? If I do my job correctly. Yeah. Right. And API first ingredient number one. Okay. Right? That's good. It's good that we got that part right. Yep. Uh, that's uh, a good thing. And then thing. after that, containerization and all, all that other stuff that we talked about uh, comes into play. So, uh, and that really helps us do our job better for our clients and, uh, and our infrastructure uh, uh, portions of our clients do their job for their developer communities as well. Yeah, so. unifying it. I love that. That's yeah. great. What else? Anything else? That, you know, we're here at, here at Accelerate in Austin. Yeah. Very cool venue. Very, um, very cool. And we announced a bunch of things. Any other interesting announcements that that stood out for you that, so uh, that you saw? Cloud Store was really uh, That was, really, that was really a big great. one. Yeah. Uh, I also like the C models. The Flash Array C. Flash Array C, uh -huh. right? That's really expanding your, uh, your market and also where we can address some interesting use cases in existing markets as well as capturing new markets as yeah. well, right? Uh, so that, that, that'll help quite a bit. You've also announced a lot of partnerships with uh, some of the OEMs. Uh, so uh, so uh, a lot of stuff with Veritas, Taos, uh, NVIDIA. Yeah. There's a whole slew of partnerships that you announced. And each one individually is interesting, but the ecosystem that you're building around your products is actually what makes it very, very interesting. And for a partner, that helps you out a lot, a lot. right? Because, you, I mean, you're typically touching a lot of those. And if there's connectivity among all of the ones that we're, that we're going out, it makes it easier, right, for you right. to drive. You're driving solutions, right? And right. so if you can go in and go, yep, we got that, that, and that, and this is how they work together, here you go. Right. There's the beauty in it. That's exactly right. So, uh, uh, you know, for sure we can do some product sales where we just sell. Oh, sure. A, yeah, X, everybody X product, does, right? Everybody, everybody does. does. That's, that's but that's not an interesting problem to solve. No. Right? No. So the interesting problems are typically much more complex than that, right? And we have to integrate with uh, compute engines, networking engines, security engines, uh, uh, virtual AI engines, you name the engine, yeah. right? Yeah. And when you start cobbling that stuff together, that's uh, 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 that's really where it makes uh, a lot of fun and a lot of interesting things. And that's what clients are looking for because yeah. they don't have the time to go research all this stuff no. and figure it all out. It's too complicated. Yeah. So you making the par uh, partnerships helps offload some of that stuff. We bring it into our, our research hub where we integrate it ourselves, uh, run through it, make sure that it works as advertised, typically does, and then we take it out to our uh, client community and start offering some cool services through that. So the ecosystem that you've built is actually really exciting as well. That's very cool. Um, yeah. Last question, why, why else do you like uh, partnering with Pure besides that we build out these ecosystems? <laughs> what do you like about partnering with Pure? Just kind of a fun question to end with. Well, you know what? Uh, 
we've partnered with Pure for a number of years now. Yeah. And what you really have done is uh, transform uh, how uh, organizations acquire IT. All right. And that's your real innovation. Uh, it wasn't that you had the fastest array or this or that. That's all. That's window dressing. That's yeah. window dressing, yeah, yeah. right? You really innovated on, on how to manage IT spend and how to man make IT easier. And it helps us a lot if we can do that for our clients. Yeah. So continue yeah. to do that. Cool. Uh, you guys got great stuff in the pipeline on both the flash blade side, uh, the purity side, all, all the things that you guys are doing. Continue to do that. We're going to continue to have a great relationship. And I hope for continued success for Same you here. and for Absolutely. Insight. Thanks for uh, spending some time with me today. That was uh, really enlightening. Me. Loved hearing about everything that you're uh, working on. Anything you want to plug? Uh, insight.com, www? Yeah. www.insight.com for sure. There's okay. also my division is insightcdct.com. Okay. So if you go to that, it'll take you right directly to our cloud and data center side of the house, and that'll uh, show you all the cool stuff. It'll show you how to contact us, uh, with stuff that we have in the labs, the things that we can do in our research. Hubs, uh, so all, all that stuff is out there. We also post videos, white awesome. papers, all sorts of good stuff for our clients to consume. Very cool. So. We'll uh, check it out, everybody. And uh, if you want to connect with some of the things we were talking about here at Accelerate, go to purestorage.com/slash/accelerate, and you'll uh, get the chance to view sessions if you weren't unable to attend. Uh, get snippets of the keynotes and uh, all the good content that we've had here. Uh, Juan, thanks. That was a blast. All right, thank you. Loved having you it. having you on. And thanks, everybody, for uh, listening, for subscribing. And uh, please tell a colleague, and we will continue to bring these episodes out to you. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap. For Pure Storage and Juan Orlandini, this is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back. Something might be gaining on you. Thank you.